Thanks for tuning in to Digital Digital Get Down, the podcast for people who love in sync and cyber sex and everything in between. <laughs> everything but in between those two. Yeah. Uh, this is episode 18 of yeah. Digital Digital Get Down. Uh, if we sound a little bit drowsy today, it's because we got up early this morning and ran a 5K. Woo! Officially sanctioned 5K, not just for fun. Yeah, more of a jog, fun. but that's okay. I, okay, I jogged the whole way just because yeah. I had sprints. Yeah, but when when there's not the person at the end to even mark down your time, you know yeah. you're in the later stages. We made it within the time window that they gave for the race. <laughs> they just started doing the speeches before we finished. We got the free food at the end, which is all that matters. And I got a free massage. Yes. Not just from a random person, a <laughs> free massage at a sponsor tent. Um, I know I was slowing you down, but you ran with me, which was very nice of you. Sure. So, uh, we're a little bit groggy from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we also got free t-shirts that say run like a girl on them. Yeah. Cause it was all about a, uh, feminist empowerment. Yes. And getting women to run for office. Yeah. I'm not running for office, not but yet, <laughs> but I support women that Leslie do run for Nope. Office. Um, get on your feet. <laughs> um, so what's going on this week? Do you have any uh, intro updates? I, you have a little smirk on your face, so I think you have something planned. I just, I feel we've been away from America for a couple of years. This is old news to everyone, mm-hmm. all of our listeners. I feel very strange about having a DVR again. Yeah. In this day and age. I paused the TV today. Yeah. Because we were trying to hang pictures and watch a movie. Right. And I like was like, why do I keep running back and forth from commercial breaks? I can just right. pause it and then fast forward. Well, I like, didn't know how to handle that. Well, yeah. When you're watching a, a movie on TV, that's a lot of things to think about. Because you could be just streaming this movie probably. Yes, that we haven't probably we own and have in four different Yeah, you could probably sites. on demand it in two clicks. And, and I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah, it's just like, what do you DVR? What do you on demand? What know. do you search for a streaming service? The only nice part about the DVR is that you can skip through the commercials, which... You can't do on any other sort of Comcast. Though. Right, right. But yeah, it's You're just too struggling. much. Yeah. Too many options. Yeah, I um, I did some more binging this week. <laughs> My name is Heather and I have a binging problem. With drink or with, uh, with, with media? With TV shows. Okay, culture. Um, I watched all of Glow on Netflix. Oh, I thought you watched one episode. Oh no, I watched the whole thing. The whole thing. What day? Um, how many days? Two days. It's like an eight episode run. It's ten episodes, but they're okay. only a half hour each ish. Okay. Um, it wasn't great. Okay, you seem very I, thrilled about that. No, I just isn't that the reaction to every single Netflix original now? That's not Stranger Things. I guess I just mm-hmm. it's not. I great. didn't like jump to watch it because everyone was like hyping it, but it didn't really seem like my type of show for a couple different mm. reasons. But. We have been talking about dropping Netflix. Yeah, especially after some news this week. Is this in your good news or bad no. news? Yeah, the price hike. Yeah, for for fewer things, just more crappy original yeah. shows and fewer actual. Content yeah, and you're gonna take watch. Aladdin off of it. I'm not gonna all pay Disney movies, twelve dollars. All Star Treks. Ugh. All the Marvel are all coming off. Of it. And people are in an uproar because Thirty Rock is gone too. Yeah, it's now on Hulu. And what else is coming to Hulu? 
That's my good news. Oh, okay, we'll say that. Sorry. Keep you in anticipation. Um, so yeah, I was I I was giving that smirk because I was kind of vindicated, knowing that I knew I knew that it wasn't my type of show. Okay. I watched it. It should have been a movie. It did not feel like a TV mm-hmm. show in a really irritating way. You know, we were listening to that podcast with that guy that says he's on Sorry's Asian Twin. Alan Yang from uh, Master of None slash Parks and Rec. Yep. Yes. Um, Aziz Ansari's Asian twin. Yeah. They sound exactly the same when yeah. they speak and we don't know who stole from who. <laughs> from whom. Um, so, you oh, know, when he, he was, was talking, talking about, about movies, versus movies versus TV. TV. Yeah. This was like that. It, there was one large overarching plot and not a ton of character development. Mm-hmm. Yet it was split up in these very awkwardly split like 32 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I had to watch the whole thing through because there wasn't like, I didn't actually like the show until, like, the yeah. last three episodes. Okay. Because if you watch, like, the first 20 minutes of a movie... Right. You're you not going to be like, oh, i got to come back and watch the rest of this. Like, it's a longer right. arc. You, they assume most people won't walk out of a theater. Like, you're going to give it the... So that's what this yeah. this TV show just felt like an excuse to make a really unnecessarily long movie. And huh. just split it up into, t- into sections. Yeah. And, like, there were all these good characters. And you would think that it would have been more like Orange is the New Black, which has, like, very... Like, various episodes to delve into each character a bit deeper. Mm-hmm. This did not do that. Huh. There was like little teeny glimpses here and there of the yeah. individual characters. The main reason I kept watching is the character named Carmen. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, mm, kind of give or take. Okay. And it was also like really in your face 70s. Like okay. um, American Hustle. Yep. Not quite that bad, but mm-hmm. to that kind of level of like 70s-ness. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'll watch the second season. I actually liked the last couple episodes when everything kind of got resolved and they introduced some, like, mm-hmm. plot twists and stuff. But it took, like, three and a half hours of just mediocre mm. plot building to get to that point. Like, I wish it just okay. had been a two-hour movie and not a six-hour, five-hour TV Mini-series, show journey. Yeah. Mini-series, yeah. Let's dig into your mental state a little bit more. So what... <laughs> what... Maybe we shouldn't... How are you feeling coming out of these binges? Is it time well spent? Um, Is it regret? Are you in regretsville? Not really regretting. Um, I have been home a lot. Yeah. And I have been doing a lot of mindless tasks. Mm. Like I had to go through my whole book, book digits tags. Yeah. And figure out which ones were at the new library because I tagged them all for the old library. That's right. I had to go through like three boxes of like old financial statements and old birthday cards and Oof. and like try and deal with all of that. Sure. So I've kind of been using the TV shows as oh, like it's background, background TV. It's your like, laundry folding TV. Yes. As people yes. say. Okay. So I haven't been like sitting there like like enraptured for yeah, six fun. hours. I've been like, all right, I'm going to put this on in the background while I do a bunch of tweets for the podcast or yeah. while I do book digit stuff or right. whatever. So there hasn't been very much time where I'm just like watching it and playing a game on my phone or something. I've mainly been using it like while I eat lunch and then while I go through all these old papers and that so kind of So it's really like the modern age soap opera. Yes. It's my like I'm wow. at home like doing shit at home and bored all day. I need to have something on in the background. Interesting. But because daytime TV is terrible and I'm not stooping that low to a soap opera. Yeah. I can like choose my soap opera, if you will. Okay. Not to so push I've you too choosing, much more on this, yeah. but why not like rotate the show? Like watch an episode of this, an episode of that, and then an episode of that. Because I have a TV ADD and that's what I usually do. Okay. And then I never finish a show. So these shows that just have one purposely picking shows that just have one season. Okay. And that way I can feel, I also. You're a completionist. Need, I'm a completionist. I need to, mm. not so bad as Jake. 
but mm. I I like to feel like I've accomplished something, and that's the problem with TV is it okay. gives you this false sense of accomplishment. Like if you finish a season, you're like, I did something today. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, really. I'm not getting that buzz anymore from from checking shows off my to-watch list. That's because we watch them so fucking slowly that mm. you don't. It, it's too delayed of gratification. Yeah. If you watch them all within a couple of days, you're like, nailed it. <laughs> okay. So, obviously, I need to get one of these jobs that I've interviewed for. Yeah. So, I don't have this. Um, but I also think a decent part of it still is either being ill or being tired mm-hmm. or just kind of needing to turn my brain off a sure. little bit. Um, which I know is why modern people do it because they just don't want to deal with real life problems and they just. You're a fascinating study. What do you mean? Just a nice little specimen over oh, there. Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, we talked about the bowl type, how I've been watching that so that just told me you were very emotional at the end of the the last one made me cry a lot i might have just been pmsing but i was really (laughs) upset in the last episode it was a really powerful episode were the girls also pmsing on the show um no it was all about sexual assault oh they started the season with orgasms and just went downhill from there um just a lot of variety of feminist issues okay so it was it was an emotional ending um Mm. But it got renewed, it's announced, but, mm-hmm. so it got renewed for two more seasons, yeah. but the original showrunner has left citing creative differences with the I network. I saw that headline. So it's a bit of a tentative, I think it could go either way. Mm-hmm. I think it's good that they've been tackling like real topics. Right. Um, but it has, I kind of talked about this last time, it has felt a little bit too like wrap it up neatly each episode. Yeah. Like you can't really like wrap up neatly like immigration issues. (laughs) That'd be great if you could. It could be great if you could in 45, 42 minutes. But some of them seems a little insincere that it gets wrapped up so quickly. Like, they do Mm. tackle these serious issues, but then they still finish them off, like, 7th Heaven after school style. Yeah. Don't you yearn for that, though? Something more simpler than the real world? Sometimes, but it's trying to do both. It's trying to talk about real world problems, but then tie them up neatly. You're saying if it was, like, a fantasy world kind of thing, you could be like, okay, in that universe, this can get solved that easily. Yeah, but sometimes it just seems a little bit in, mm. disingenuous. So I, if it could take a little bit more, I like that it's upbeat and uplifting and very like female friendship and like mm-hmm. we can solve everything if we work together and empower women. Like yeah. I like that message, but sometimes... Preaching to the choir. Sometimes run like a girl, you got a shirt now. Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like it could have almost used a little bit more of a serious tone. Yeah. So a little I more male gaze, you're saying. No, the opposite of that. <laughs> just a little bit more like... I'm not sure how to describe it. Hmm. Just like the the upbeat, happy, everyone wins tone. Just bring it down to earth a bit. Didn't always work with all the topics. Like, you can't fix sexual assault by holding hands in a park. (sighs) Like, it'd be nice if you could, but... So, I'd be interested to see if they take some of the serious issues and, like, continue them a little bit more longer term instead of wrapping everything up so neatly. Yeah, maybe if a character gets murdered or something, that would, like, really up the stakes. This is why men should not be in charge of TV shows, (laughs) because this is the ideas that you come up with. Oh, I'm just spitballing. We're just in the writer's room here in our studio. Oh, tell, tell them about the wine that I'm pretty sure you picked out because uh, Bennett, I'm nice Bennett, by label, the way, though. one of your hosts, I've never bought a wine that's just labeled as generic white. I look for my brands, okay, my name white brands. Blend. You don't even have a name brand of wine. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> you couldn't even name one right now. 
Um, it's terrible. Yeah. It's it's probably the worst one we've gotten. So yeah. you can pick the up the percentage wine of alcohol. Is that high for wine? Wine's usually pretty high. Good. No wonder this podcast is so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we have like a lot of wine racks now, finally. So we need, need to stop wine, up on though. wine. I'm yeah. still a bit confused in this state where you can buy wine. Mm. Apparently, that just recently you can go to liquor stores on Sundays, like as of like a year ago. Yeah, well, Massachusetts, you still can. Yeah. Um, but like, I didn't think you could buy at grocery stores, but some of our grocery stores are an advertising hmm. alcohol. I don't know. So we'll we just need to get sort it all that from out. our bootleggers, anyways. Yeah, we need to sort that out. Um, the other TV show that you hate that I don't watched don't a bit use this week, strong language. Which one? Voltron. Oh yeah, I hate that. Yeah. One. Um, so I thought seasons one and two were fun, and they were very yeah. good. Like Saturday morning, not awake yet. I'm just gonna put on some TV while my brain wakes up, kind of shows. Yeah. Um. Season three was very odd. It was only seven episodes, which I didn't realize, and it just ended. Like, there was this kind of, like, uh, flashback episode. Yeah. And then it was just like, all right, coming at you in the next season. I was It just, there was, it was very weird. There wasn't very much of a narrative Jarring. And my favorite character, Mm. I can't tell if I just like him, like, fanon version of him. Like, I like the fan interpretation of this character more than yeah. I like the actual version of him on the show. Who's talking about this show in the Tumblr. fandom? Tumblr. This is a Tumblr show. Yeah. Okay. So, they just killed his character. He was Good. my favorite character because he had a mysterious past and he was a little bit broody and kind mm. of... And he just turned into a jackass this season. Mm. And I don't know... People but there was change. only, like, six episodes, really. Four episodes, because one of them was one of the guys that was missing. It was from his point of view. And then uh-huh. one of them was a flashback episode. So there was only, like, four episodes of, like, team development. Wow. I don't know. But then the next season's coming. This season only came out, like, two months ago. And the next season's coming in October. Yeah, I got an email about I it, but I was trying to hide it from you. I, I saw it. Okay. I saw it come up on, on Netflix, how it mm. auto-plays the trailers, which you hate. Oh, good God. Anyways, I, put me off a little bit. Okay. Um, I also said I was going to talk about this last week, and I didn't. What? A Court of... Thorny Roses? War and Ruin. Wings and Ruin. There's Wings in this A Court of Wings and Ruin. Um, The Sarah J. Mass book. How many of the series did I read? Two. Not the third one. Okay. The third one is what you wanted. And I I am never, ever going to ask or even insinuate that you should read it, because I know you've been traumatized. (sighs) But... It was what you wanted. It had all the different courts, all the different, like, lords of the courts coming oh, together. That's all I wanted. You saw the winter court. You saw the autumn oh. court. Like, the day court, he was, like, this really, like, hulky, bisexual <laughs> god. Okay. Um, As most are. Yeah. Anyways. Um, hmm. It was what you wanted. Okay. I. It was a very weird pace, as usual. Good. Um, She's consistent about that. But it was pretty intense. It had all the different courts that you wanted. Mm-hmm. It had some twists, but it still kind of ended pretty happily. But then at the end of the book, yeah, it said, like, this isn't the end of this universe. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This has to be the end. It's been I thought she did quartets. That was only trilogy. three. Yeah, but, like, it ended. It ended, ended. Like, did they wrapped Tam- everything did, up. Did my boy Tamlin make a comeback? Hero? Ah, uh, anti-hero. Oh, good lord. He, um, it went a little bit back and forth. Can we trust him with these spy? Is he not? And he ends up doing something kind of self-sacrificing in the end. And, um, you're basically dressing up as him for Halloween. It's true. Um. I'm going as slutty Beast and slutty Kylo Ren. And I'm going as normal Ray and normal Belle. Matronly Belle, if anything. <laughs> the dress is a bit long. Yeah. And very awkwardly shiny. It's okay. Um, 
So anyways, I, the writing is still a mess in those books. The narrative uh, type and the pacing is still mm-hmm. a mess. And just in my heart, I still enjoy them. Did she kill off that god-awful protagonist? Did she kill the main character? Yeah, fair <laughs> No, she lives at the end? Um, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Um, so, I have one more thing that I don't want to classify as news either way. Sure. Um, did you ever watch Jim- the Jimmy Kimmel thing that I told you to watch? No, I have thoughts about it that you're probably not going to like, but... Okay, are we going to get into them? We just had to get into a deep delve of my mental state a few minutes ago, so do you want I to just, bring it up? I just, I would not turn on the television at 11.30 seeking out Jimmy Kimmel crying. I understand why he's doing these big things, and I'm sure they're better than the terrible monologues that most late-night hosts do. But if I'm turning on the TV at 11.35, I would like to just hear dumb jokes or see weird interviews with weird celebrities. Do you want me to say it, or do you want to say it? What? Privilege. Why privilege? privilege. Yeah, I'm paying for the, the cable service. I'm just saying, I think that's what I probably... I could never really have said truthfully that I like had a lot of respect for Jimmy Kimmel yeah um or any of just like the white late night dudes Mm -hmm. um but he's taken no shit this year yeah he has like doubled down about the healthcare because of his son Mm -hmm. um and now with the shooting like you have to talk about it because it is a partially a news show yeah but I also think that we have to talk about it as a country. Like, if you just keep saying, oh, that's so sad, like, now's not the time. Yeah. Like, I just, I can't, it's too sad, I can't think about it, I can't hear about it, and then nothing ever happens. I know. Like, he has a platform, and he knows that people watch, mm-hmm. and he wants to do something about it. Yeah. And he seemed really sincere. I, I would rather have him going up there near tears, like, talking from his heart. He's from Vegas, too. Wow. So, like, his family's from there, and, like, he grew up there, so it wasn't, I don't think he was like, oh my god, shootings, I have to cry so that people yeah. will be moved. No, I'm like, sure it wasn't an act or anything. But I just, it, I, people I, should, if you're, if you're not reacting like that, yeah. then something's wrong with you, and you've become really numb and um, disillusioned. Right, but not like, every stand-up comic in the world today has to go up and start their set talking no. about and I agree politics. with that. Like, if people are going to a comedy show... They don't necessarily, they sometimes just want a break from that. And I get that. Yeah. Like self-care sometimes is taking a break from, is reading a fantasy book or yeah. watching a TV, a dumb TV show that's not about it. Right. Like I get that. But I also think that if you're trying to do some sort of new show where you have a platform. Yeah. And I know it's hard to criticize either way. Hmm. You wouldn't want to criticize people that aren't doing it. Like people get. That's what I'm kind of getting get at. People get up yeah. on celebrities cases who don't go up and use their award speech to raise a cause or something but like they're allowed to have their moments too like you don't have to use every single time you have a microphone in your face to talk about a cause like yeah and i guess i mean it's not jimmy kimmel's fault that these things keep happening in rapid succession so that's why he keeps having the opportunity to talk about them but when i see three different you know, clips popping up every week saying Jimmy Kimmel did this serious talk and this time he cried. It was just like... No, I don't watch all of them, mm -hmm. but I just thought thought his biggest reaction was particularly well done. It was a good mix of honest speaking from the heart. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's really sad and we need to mourn these people and Vegas is coming together and all of that. And a good mix of like, we shouldn't just be mourning. Like, there are things we can do so this doesn't happen again. We don't have to just keep saying... Like that Onion article that they share every single time there's a, sh- there's a mass right. shooting and just change the picture. Yeah. And it's like, um, 
saying, if only we could do something, says only nation in the world where this happens. That's right. what the title is. Yeah. And I think having lived elsewhere, we get quite a different perspective on it. Sure. Because, like, I know it's overused, but it's true. Australia had one mass shooting mm-hmm. and made ridiculously strict gun laws. And I know plenty of people that owned guns, like our friend's dad who owns a farm. And, yeah. like, it wasn't like it was impossible to get a gun, but you needed a reason to have a gun. Yeah. And you were not going to get a machine gun. Yeah. Like, there, you never saw shootings on the news. Once in a while, like an, an armed robbery or something. Yeah, a good stabbing once in a while. But it wasn't something like every single day. And it was, was a non-issue. Deaths. It wasn't like people were nope. uh, protesting in the streets saying, give us back our guns or anything. Nope. And I know it's not in their constitution. I don't even know if they have a constitution. Mm-hmm. But just having lived somewhere else, exactly. It's not, It wasn't even that it was more safe, but it was like a fight there. It was a non-issue. Yeah. Nobody even thought about it. It wasn't a thing at mm-hmm. all. And I know that we're not the same country as them. And you can't just adopt all every law from every other country. But that Onion article is true. Every, most other countries on the same level as the United States mm-hmm. in terms of socioeconomical, whatever, stature, yeah. have figured out a way to, to fix this. Sure. And we haven't. Mm-hmm. So, once again, America is not the best country on earth. It's there are things that we could be doing better. A lot of things we could be doing better. And if we just got our heads out of our own asses and looked around the rest of the world and tried to figure out what and tried to learn from some other countries, it could make a difference. Well said. You could have a late night show. <laughs> I tried to watch Samantha B, who I who I watched specifically because I said, okay, this is a late night show specifically targeting cutting edge political kind of takes. And it's a female. Yeah. And I couldn't even get through one episode. I've never watched it. It's just, now that I think about it, maybe I prefer the Jimmy Kimmel style rather than this other style, which is just a... In your face brush. A da- no, it's just a daily show uh, ripoff. Yeah. Where they say they watch, you know, 24 hours of CNN, C-SPAN, and Fox News, and they take the 30-second clips of someone saying something dumb or contradictory. And it's like, yeah, when you're a 24-hour news channel, there's going to be some dumb shit that comes up yeah. once a day. Congratulations, you found it, and you put it on your own show. That, to me, isn't, like, original cutting-edge television. Yeah. It's just like scanning YouTube, basically. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into some good news and bad news and good news and bad news. You change the theme song every week. Um, yeah. You mentioned this earlier. Let's do good news first to, to lighten it up a little okay. bit from, from gun control. Mm. Um, you hinted at it earlier. Yeah. The show that we have been... Begging the universe to put somewhere for please, us to watch. Boy Meets World, my favorite childhood yeah, yeah. show, is now on Hulu. Or going to be on Hulu. I didn't actually check the release date. It's, so yeah. that may be the final push to switch us from Netflix to Hulu. At users. least temporarily. Um, until we get through the Hulu catalog and then switch back. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boy Meets World on Hulu. I think we might even drop watching The Office once we finish this season. Yeah. And we need to get to Jim and Pam's wedding at least. Do we? <laughs> I don't actually know when it is. Is it this season? I bet they drag it out longer. They've done proposal over like four episodes already. Maybe we can just skip ahead to the wedding. Okay. Okay, we'll see. Uh, I'm just enjoying watching Parks and Rec for the third time, going back and watching some random episodes on my board more than I am watching The Office. You're just, yeah, picking them out of the the collection. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. little Sebastian. (laughs) Um... The other good news, mm. Barack and Michelle Obama, they may not be in the White House anymore, but mm-hmm. they're still warming my heart and still inspiring kicking me it. from afar. Did you see like their anniversary stuff? 
I saw that he did some special message it to her. It was so cute. She was speaking at like a women's convention or a conference and she was up on stage with Shonda Rhimes. Mm. And he, they, he interrupted, like interrupted, mm. but like they had set it up. Yeah. But, um, so he interrupted with a video message to her that they played it for like in front of everybody. Uh-huh. And That's embarrassing. Oh, it was beautiful. It was amazing. He had the nicest message to her and they are such wonderful couple goals. Like mm-hmm. I want to be them. It's the 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. And they're just wonderful. Like, I love Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. She is, like, my number one role model, probably. Good. She just, like, takes everything with grace and humor. Classy. And she's so classy. She is a yeah. definition of classy. And, like, it should have been impossible, basically, to be in her position and to handle it how she did. Mm-hmm. And she just fucking nailed it. Just she's, nailed it. She's incredible. So... That made me really happy that they're still, like, you know, living their lives and inspiring people and living their best lives. Good. And they made me inspired. And are they still wearing sexier clothing? I remember that being a big story. <laughs> Once they were out of the White House, they're like, they're now dressing in a modern tone. Um, well, she wasn't, she was wearing her normal clothing because mm. it was like a conference. But she was being a little bit more sassy. Yeah. Um, like a little bit more honest, which was interesting. She's aging much better than her hubby. Yes. Yes, she is. She's immortal and beautiful and a goddess. (laughs) Um, You know that part in Parks and Rec Mm -hmm. when... Sounds like you're talking about Joe Biden. When Leslie Knopf is just like, yes, I agree with you about everything forever. When she meets Michelle Obama (laughs) and like is hyperventilating and just like can't stop talking and like touching her. That that would be me. That would be me. Good. Anyways. So those are my two little good news for this week. Okay. What's your good news? My do you actually turn? have them separated into good news and bad news this week? I did my I homework. I follow the goddamn rules. Oh my god, you're a slave driver. Um, moving Excuse on. Me. Retract. Um, Google is my good news. Is there a shocker for you? Good news. Yeah. They had their big conference where they announced all their new products and shit. Mm-hmm. I gotta take a big sip of this one. This is not going down easily. Oh, I downed a whole glass already. You've got to catch up. Okay. So they announced a whole bunch of phone and tablet stuff. I could care less about all that. But they demoed the, what are they calling them? The Pixel Buds. So these are, what? Sounds like the newest drug on the streets. Yeah. Pixie dust. I don't know. Um, so these are a little headphone device that you put in. And it translates languages on the go. So, so, cool, I so guess. someone speaks into a little microphone device in Spanish, and I would hear it in English. I talk. Actually, work. Well, the demo they had was obviously staged a little bit, but they're actually going to ship it, and it supposedly works. So you can converse with someone in a different language in person. For how much dollars a person? I didn't look that up. Yeah, it's probably ridiculous. Also, I don't really like it. Because you love the mystique of foreign languages. No, I just think it's going to make people lazy and not have them actually learn any languages. Like, it could if bring you're going, cultures together. If you're going to a foreign country... It, like, you, I usually try and learn a few words, or at least when I get there, like, ask what a few words are. I was really yeah. bad in Bali and did not do that. I was just... Mm-hmm. You were too drunk the whole time. I think I had two times alcohol <laughs> that whole trip. Um, no, I was just tired and stressed from moving and just couldn't handle, couldn't, I don't know, couldn't deal with it. I was, I was a bad or... A t- you were like, a typical white a tourist. A typical white tourist. Yeah. I was a typical Australian tourist yeah. in Bali, which I'm a little bit ashamed about. But every other place we've gone, I've tried to at least learn how to say 
thank you, hello, goodbye, like the basics. Yeah. Like I may be really shit at Greek and Dutch and uh-huh. um, Fijian, but I can say a few words in them, like enough like to have a store transaction or yeah. to like be polite to someone. Yeah. And I still remember them too, mm-hmm. most of them. So I think that this device could take a little bit away of that. You don't, yeah, you disagree? I guess I didn't picture it as necessarily a travel companion for tourists. What I was thinking more is if that you're going to have sustained conversation with a specific person or a group of people, maybe you're learning that language. I would hope that if you're conversing this person with this person, you have some interest in learning that language. Yeah. And this is kind of like a stepping stone to that. Okay. Where you can, you know, converse with them easier for a time until one of you is more comfortable in the other person's okay. language. But yeah, if, I mean, if you land in Italy and you plug this into your ear and you force everyone who walks up to you to talk into your microphone. That's what I'm picturing, like, price point wise. Yeah. I don't see it actually helping, like, immigrants that are coming to a new country. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be able to fucking afford a Google Pixel buzz kill <laughs> thing, does. whatever yeah. you called it. Um I think it's a cool idea, and I, speaking as someone who, like, if I could have a couple superpowers, like, yeah. on, near the top of my list would be learning, or understanding all languages and being able to speak right. all languages. I really like languages, language. and I'm not great at languages. Mm. Um, I'm not great at, I'm not good at accents, meaning it's I'm terrible. not good at pronunciation either. Yeah. Like, a, ooh, that's embarrassing. Oh, um, gosh. I struggle at pronouncing new languages. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I do well in Spanish because it's a really straightforward pronunciation and mm-hmm. I've had enough exposure to it. But like French, I'm so bad at. Ooh. Dutch. Jack used to say, don't worry about sounding like an idiot. You sound so bad that nobody nobody will even think you're speaking Dutch. That's what she used to say to me. Okay. Like, just to try gibberish. to make me feel better. Like, right. it just sounds like gibberish. So like, I'm, I like learning languages. I'm good at memorizing vocab and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Terrible at pronunciation because I'm terrible at accents. I can't like make my mouth move that way mm-hmm. on command. Hey, um, <laughs> so more than anything, I was just impressed that it was actually an innovative device with like a seemingly fair enough, useful not just a uh, purpose well, as opposed to the Echo Google glasses. Yeah, yeah. Those ones are the Google glasses where it was yeah. like, this is just going to be a bathroom stalking device. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when Apple's big announcement is that they figured out how to cut off a quarter of the inch and give you extra screen. Like that's not much of an innovation. This is something new, but the bigger, the main event of the Google, it's going to be a long podcast again. We need to start cutting this down. The Google event. Yeah. Their new phones do not require SIM cards. Okay. For certain networks. How does that work? But I'm mostly being facetious here, but I think SIM cards are like the dumbest part of current technology. Like, you get a new phone, and you have to use a paperclip or this little ridiculous <laughs> tool tools. to pop open this thing, this fragile little device that feels like you could crush it or with just, just a, your pinky a finger. A soft wind could just blow yes. away. <laughs> You'll never have a SIM card again. And this tiny, tiny card. We're now on, like, they call them micro, micro, nano SIM cards. Yeah. And you got to place it in. It doesn't actually plug into anything. You place it. Like, we were fucking putting up picture things it's like trying to balance that on a picture frame yeah you slide it in and you just pray you pray that you're gonna have a signal when you turn your phone back on yeah or that's gonna be the right uh, country code or whatever oh good lord okay it's 2017 i should be able to click a button on my phone and say yes i'm paying for t-mobile or i'm paying for thomas middleditch's verizon and just connect me 
Yeah. Don't make me bring out the paperclip. Yeah. Okay? Or try and like search around a store in a different language at the airport when they're oh closed. Oh my god. And, yeah. This is the future, babe. Okay. Yeah. Magic things in our ears so I can hear everything and no SIM cards. Yeah. Okay. Small dreams. Um, that little beep was the local comic store. I've been, t- I've, I'm not a comics oh, person. Timely text. I'm not a comics person. No. And graphic I'm kind novels. Of terrified. They no, neither. I'm a bit terrified of getting into it because every time I've gone into a comic store, like for trivia or for something, um, like the Harry Potter trivia did one time, mm-hmm. it's not to be like rude, but yeah. it's a lot of fat neck, white dudes neck with unfortunate, unfortunate body hair. Yeah. Like playing magic. And or D&D. the gathering. And yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I support that community as long as they're not being racist assholes marching with tiki torches. Anyways, I support their community gatheringness. That's fine. Yeah. Magic the gathering kit. <laughs> but for me uh, mm. but for me to like go in and try yeah. and like order a comic when I've like never even been in a comic store for that purpose. Yeah. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, fish out of fucking water. terrifying. So I the local one near us, their mm-hmm. website's terrible, unsurprisingly. Mm-hmm. So it said the best way to contact them was through Facebook. And they had a post mm-hmm. about C.S. Picat's new comic that's coming out next month. Yeah. And said something like, oh, support your local comic store and pre-order it. Like they'd shared it from someone else on yeah. Facebook. Um, except they never got back to me. I emailed them like, through their contact page and I sent them a message on Facebook. Yeah. Because I chickened out of calling them on the phone. And now they're texting you in the middle of the night they, on a Saturday? They Facebooked me back just now. Uh-huh. Six, five days later, five yeah. days later, saying, call the store, here's the number. Oh. That's what I didn't want to do, bro. That's why I messaged you instead. Wow. Um, or we can give that, I can give whatever random nerd this is my phone number. <laughs> and he can call me when it comes in. Wow. But the whole point was She's you were supposed to, to pre-order it. Pick you up. The whole point was you are supposed to pre-order it. Yeah. So that, like, it supports the sales of the comic like like just having them call me when it get when they get yeah. their stock in you're not worried about there being a mad rush for this unknown australian not particularly comic. okay about gay fencers is that right yes <laughs> um, but i also niche. was considering getting rainbow rowell's um runaways marvel runaways which i've never gotten into what are you talking about she also she wrote a comic what is she illustrating no she wrote it with you partner, you have a writer partner with an illustrator, and they together do these yeah. comics. So Marvel's Runaways, which like was an old like comic book series, okay. has come back as like the, the next like the reboot of it, and she's okay. writing it. So I'm tempted to get a copy of that too, but that's already come out. So I'm like confused about like, do I pre-order CS Picats and then just pick up Rainbow Rowell's while I'm there? There's multiple issues. Do I wait until, like, There's the book thing comes out? There's gotta be some support group for uh, for newbies at Rainbow comics. Rainbow Rowell had a whole thing on her on her page yeah. about, like, are you new to comics and you're confused about how to order? Don't worry. It is kind of confusing and, like, yeah. listed it out. But it still was, like, talk to your local comic store and that's what I'm scared to do. Apparently there's some app where you can get, like, all the Marvel comics ever created. Yeah, but then you're not supporting local businesses. Okay. And, and I don't want a digital touch, version. You I hate touch digital the versions. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's my dilemma. I guess I'm going to have to call them. Not at 10 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Okay. Dude. Anyways. Wow. Um, bad news. That's, yeah. I can, that, can be, that can be my very timely bad news, yeah. I suppose. Um, I had one little bad news and one serious bad news. Okay. AIM is dead. Yeah. Saw it. Well, we'll be dead December in December. Okay. Um, there's sunsetting it, it basically 
started our relationship. That's why we're it's together true. this day. It's true. I'm very good at, at IMing. I'm very good at it. I'm... Um, you were okay at it. I'm Not okay great. at it. Not great. I tend to like to do too much like if yeah. if you're not if someone's not answering i'm just going to keep like stream of consciousness yeah so i have a very stream of consciousness type um Ugh. instant messaging yeah you still love me you fell for me anyway <laughs> um that's the best thing about emily my yeah. best friend is that she um she and i have kind of an understanding from our aim days where like I can message her about, like, six different unrelated topics in a row without mm-hmm. her responding in between, and, like, it doesn't really matter. Okay. Um, that's, like, a strong facet of our, of our <laughs> Okay. Um, but it was also strongly featured in my Maid of Honor speech at her wedding. It's which true. Which was a hit, I shall say. Yeah. Um, but I, I did mention my screen name. Mm-hmm. Do you want to say yours first, or do you want me to say mine first? Mine was based off of my UFO hunting... Code name, Skippy619. Yeah. yeah. Why yeah. the 619? Unsure. Okay. There's a big fight with peanut me. Butter? No. It's just it felt like that's what... I had a lot of two... I was really into two-way radios. I didn't have a ton of people to give the other <laughs> really? radio to. Shocking. Shocking. Just all those people you contacted on your Palm Pilots. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> You edit these, so... Okay, go ahead. Explain the history behind your screen name. <laughs> oh, God. Mine's even worse. You liked pandas. <laughs> Mine was a random conversation with a girl that lived the street over from me mm-hmm. on the way to school, and she's like, you have to get instant messenger. Yeah. And I don't even know if I ended up ever talking to her on it, but we were trying to figure out screen names, and um, she was also in my U.S. history... No, no. American government. Uh-huh. What was that class called? Yeah. U.S. government. American government. Whatever. Um, also in that class and we would be bored all the time. So mm-hmm. we used to try and assign animals to people, like what face, like what animals each person in our class looked like. Like Rafa is a sweaty rat. Correct. Yeah. Um, and she said that I looked like I would be a panda. <laughs> you do kind of. <laughs> Thanks. So she said that I would look like I would be a panda. Uh-huh. And this was the same day, continuing the bus conversation, so that was our first period, I think. Yeah. Um... And then I liked Spanish, even back then. Okay. So Panda Chica. Yeah. And then eight is my favorite number. So Panda Chica 08. 08. And I used that through college. Yeah. Same screen name. Yeah. It, it, AIM hung around for a while. They like, tried I to, like... I used it in college a bit, because, like, when we went to different schools, like, yeah. it, like, you're just doing, like, homework or something on the computer. We would use it once in a while. She was the yeah. only one I used it. You and I, a little bit, but we'd text more often than yeah. AIM. Yeah, the old days. But that was, like, pivotal for relationships yeah. in high school. A lot of drama, a lot of big moments happened. Did you have group chats, too? We'd have oh, a group, My group of friends yeah. would have a group chat almost rarely, nightly. Almost rarely, nightly for me. Rarely. I had yeah. a lot of more individual conversations. Mm. But that's where you and I started our courtship. It's true. I would pretend I needed help. No, I actually did need help with math. But you then did, it would delve into quite, other things. Yeah, quite needy in that. Yeah, I struggle. But, I, yeah. Anyway. So, that is um, very nostalgia, but okay. it's going to be a long fucking podcast. That was your serious bad news, I assume. What's the lighter one? Um, that was my lighter one. Oh. The serious one was, are you fucking kidding me, Congress, mm-hmm. with trying to, once again, letting employers not um, have to provide birth control? Don't, don't mess with my wife's birth control. She does I, not like it. I just don't, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. it there are so many more important things that you could be dealing with. And as people have pointed out, okay, so you want to, they banned um, abortions after 20 weeks or something like that or introduced uh-huh. a bill for that. So you don't want anyone to have abortion access, but you don't want anyone to have access to contraception. Doesn't make Fucking any sense. Fucking pick one. If you want fewer abortions, 
then let people have preventative care so that yeah. they don't have to get the abortion in the first place. People that don't want to have a child, let them have access to birth control so that they don't have the child. Do they claim this is all a religious yes. focus? Yes. What I would love to see is someone to like stalk each of these Congress people and see how many of them go to church on Sunday. Well, did you see the thing that came out that one of them mm-hmm. that's that is um, pushing with this bill um, coerced his mistress into having an abortion? Yeah, it's like these are sleazy people. They're not these religious. They're not. Uh, They're not zealots who you know are you to think, be put up on a pedestal. Do you pedestal? think Donald Trump has ever gone to church? No, ever not even he's been thought president. about it. No. Uh, no. So it's just so frustrating because you can't have it both ways. Like if, if all the religious people that were pro life, which I hate that term, but mm. that were pro life were also for contraception options yeah. so that they never, women never had to make that decision. And that the only way you would be getting abortion is yeah. if like, I don't want to say the stereotype, but if you were just like lazy and just like, oh, it changed your mind, didn't want to have a kid, which is not the case with the majority of abortions. But if that was the case and all these pro-lifers were opposed to abortion, but they were like, we're going to provide you with tons of sexual health care and tons of contraception options at a really cheap or free rate, then fine. But if if you're not going to do that, then you can't then turn, you can't have it both ways. The Vulcan in me says it's not illogical. Yeah, exactly. We've watched Star Trek all afternoon. Um, Yeah, and so it must just be that their constituents want this, so they think they'll get reelected if they are... Do they, though? Like, I I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would feel like the majority of Americans... Or is it an insurance company thing that they don't want to pay for it? I have no idea. It just doesn't make sense. Mm. Like, there's so many other things that seem more important to me than than taking away people's health care. Again, I don't know if it's just a way to, to fuck with health care in a different way. Yeah. Or the war on women, basically. Like, not giving women independence because forcing them to have children. But... All right. I'm sick of it. You ready for Benny's feminist rant of the week? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Cam Newton... Yeah. Time for you to get woke, bud. Yeah. This is a guy who got offended coming out of college for people saying that, you know, he wasn't the typical quarterback body or maybe black. he wasn't bright enough to play quarterback. Yeah, so he's been at an elite level. Against, is yeah. what and has been outspoken about it. Yeah. So what I'm getting at is the the story this week. And the clip is just absurd. A female, a female reporter after a uh, Panthers practice... Asked about routes, right? Asked, yeah, it's like, it wasn't a very technical question. It wasn't a very intricate question. She said, she mentioned one of the wide receivers. She said, he's looking good. He's looking much more engaged on, or, or more physical on these routes, I think she said. You know, how, how would you see him improving over last year? A very... Easy question to answer. Yeah. It's one of those, like, soundbite questions. Like, yeah. oh, he's really improved a lot. It's and then a softball. Use that as, yeah. And he, like, starts to answer it, and then he stops, and he does this uncomfortable chuckle thing, and he goes, it's so weird to hear a, a woman talk about routes like that. Just, it's weird talking about routes like that. The, to the credit, from what I heard, nobody laughed. Like, the, no. the male report is more like, ha, ha, women. No. Like, I, I, yeah, I was cringing, waiting for that. But, yeah. He like just the fact that she used the word routes, like also it was his a apology was not very. Sincere. Oh, I didn't even hear that. I heard the apology. I didn't actually hear the original clip. I just saw the transcription, um, transcribed version of it. Yeah. But um, 
I heard his apology is on the radio. Mm-hmm. We need a we need a five minute podcast for when I drive you to work or drive somewhere close because I end up just listening to terrible radio in yeah. the morning. But um, he basically said like it was a bad joke, and it's like that's not the point, bro. Like yeah. the point is not that you made a, a joke that was distasteful. The point is that you were discriminatory towards a woman just for her career yeah. in sports, which she has faced a shit ton of obstacles to probably even get there, yeah. and enough sexual harassment to last a lifetime, and then you have to just go and add to it. So his apology. While sincere, missed the mm. point a little bit. I thought yeah. it was, it was kind of like, oh, it was a bad joke, and I shouldn't have said that. And I respect women, and I have a mom, and whatever. It's a very generic. It was very generic. Like yeah. it seemed genuine, but it seemed like he was kind of just scratching the surface. He kind of missed mm. the point of like what you said, the discrimination. Like he should have said, "I've been discriminated against enough times in my yeah. career. I shouldn't have done that to someone else." And yeah. that's not what he said. He kind of just said. It's a bad joke. I respect women. Blah, blah, blah. And someone, you know, tweeted at the the reporter and said, oh, you should have, you know, stood up to him right then and there. And I guess she then wrote on Twitter and said that she did talk to him immediately after the press conference. And she said what he said as the follow-up was even worse. But I'm not going to say that because I don't even want to talk about it. Yikes. Well, I, I'm not going to slam my hands on the table except there's one. Mm-hmm. I am so fucking sick of men saying, well, why didn't you speak out? She's in a room full of men at her place of work. She is not going to stop everything and call them out. Like, if you were in that situation, Mm. you are not going to stand up on your fucking chair and Mm. say, excuse me, that was discriminatory. You need to apologize. That wouldn't go over well. You might want to think that you would do that, but Mm. in the moment, you're at work. I don't... Like, the same thing with the Taylor Swift thing that I was talking about, her sexual harassment case, and people were saying it couldn't possibly be true because why didn't she say anything in the moment? Yeah. Because she's at work. And because women who do speak up, nobody fucking believes them. So if you want women to speak up, you have to start believing them when they do speak up. You can't say, why don't they speak up? And then when they speak up, be like, oh, there's no proof of that. Pick one or the other. Either believe every woman that stands up and says something, or don't tell women to start standing up. Because you can't tell them to stand up and then not support them when they do. Can we like give, drop. Can we like give each of you like a whistle? Like not like a rape whistle, but like a whistle for like check what you just said, bro. How about you just don't fucking do it? Ooh, and how about good the idea. men call it out too? Why didn't any of the give men in the room whistle. say anything? Why didn't any of the male reporters say, Hey man, that wasn't cool. You owe her an apology. Yeah. There were plenty of other, other reporters that could have said something. He's the quarterback, so he's elevated to yeah, God's status. Yeah, and that's the problem with all the sexual harassment things. Is any, it, it's a power position. Yeah. There's a power position of men over women in most places in society anyways. And then when you put it in a place of work, mm-hmm. and it's someone who is superior to you, what the fuck's going to happen? Wow. I know we said before that we couldn't solve big ticket issues in 45 minutes, but... We've done, we did racism, we did sexism, we did gun violence. Reproductive health. Repro- yeah. Check mark. Good news to end on is that he lost his, he, Cam Newton lost his it's yogurt. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure he learned his lesson. Dannon can no longer use him in their representation. Yeah. So it's already been almost a full-length podcast, and we haven't even gotten to our main segment. Yeah. So I apologize. Thank you for sticking with us. But this was on purpose, because we're going to be reaching... Into the past a bit. <laughs> A little bit. So we planned some of these podcasts before we took like three weeks off and then another four weeks off. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of these were a bit rusty on. So mm. um, we're going to do a little bit of versus versus this yeah. week. Um, should we start with books? Let's start with books. Okay. So we are going to talk about two well-known young adult homosexual yep. works that of fiction. Yeah, that would be the genres, yep. Um, 
the two yeah. that we had very differing opinions about per use yeah. are ours and they both have super long names. Super long names. Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe Ooh. by Benjamin Alire's sign Sains. Yeah. Sains. I think you got it. Yeah. Um and I should have had that in front of me. Speaking of knowing how to pronounce things or not <laughs> not doing so well with that. And Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda by Becky Albertalli. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them I liked and one of them I didn't and the opposite for you. Yeah. Um, not true. One of them you liked more than the other. Yeah. So Aristotle and Dante, that's what we're just going to call it instead of saying four sentences of the title. Yeah. Was so hyped to me for so long. Yeah. Like it was all over Tumblr, all over book Twitter, like all over like the best story ever. So poetic, so beautiful, blah, 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 blah. So I kind of put off reading it a little bit. They didn't have it at our library. Mm-hmm. And like, whenever I put books on the Kindle, I never read them. Right now I'm reading a book on the Kindle and I just don't want to sit and read it. Like if it's a real mm-hmm. book, I'm like, oh, I have only so many pages left and whatever. Yeah. It's on the Kindle. I just kind of like forget about it. So finally bought it on a rainy day at the mm-hmm. beach with your friends. Sydney. In Sydney. Australia. And finally bought it and didn't like it. Didn't enjoy it very much. Um, so I don't know. There's not much gay storylines that you don't enjoy though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't always, like, just because it has some sort of gay story does not mean I'm going to immediately like it. Hmm. I I do like a lot of, like, that type of fiction that, because it's new to me. It's not the same story that I've read in a thousand stupid young adult books. Mm -hmm. So I like stories that are about, you know, different race experience, different sexuality experience than what I than what I have in my life. Sure. But this one didn't do it for me. Mm. And I don't know how much of that is because it was overhyped to be the best young adult book of all time. I think that had to, had to come so, into play. So a lot of the books that I get most frustrated with mm-hmm. are books that have been so overhyped that when I finally read them, I like am disappointed. Yeah. Like um, Six of Crows by uh, mm-hmm. Leigh Bardugo. Hated it. But that's because... I saw it all over the place as, like, such a good book and such a great, like, ensemble kind of book and whatever, mm-hmm. and then just didn't live up to that. And I'm sure if I had just picked it up and said, oh, this, re- this like, looks kind of good mm-hmm. and read it, I would be like, oh, that was all right. That was enjoyable. But because it gets hyped, So you just I need to be more skeptical going in. I know, but I read books because, like, people recommend them, right? Yeah. So people talk yeah, about you them. Yeah, s- you, you look for the good in people too much. <sighs> I know. I believe people too much. Um, so anyways, I... But it is a poetic work of art. It captures uh, a different time, a simpler time. Are you being serious? Yeah. It's, you know, it's pre-smartphone. It's, you know, neither character is sure who they are, who they're going to be. And you follow them on this journey. And everything's not perfect in the end, but you get the feeling that they're closer to finding their identity. Wow, that was I that was poetic from me. I've never heard you speak about a book like this, and it's a book that I don't like. Yeah. Um, I didn't get that from the book. Huh. I thought it was really dry. Uh-huh. I thought he was really whiny. I didn't really like his perspective. Hmm. I thought it was a lot of it was too introspective for me, like a lot of him thinking about stuff and not a lot of things happening or changing. Yeah. The pieces about his family seemed really forced and, and contrite. Mm-hmm. Like, the pieces about his, like, brother being in jail and his sisters that he was disconnected from and his parents and stuff. It just seemed shoved in there to me. It didn't seem very natural. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that it, like, literally the last page is when it got kind of resolved. 
Yeah, it happens and that in a hurry. Me. That bothered that's, me. That's what life is There's like, like sometimes. There's like 95% of the story of him just like being introspective and worrying about shit. And then like literally the last 2% is like him kind of figuring shit out. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the type the, the type of conflict, if you will, that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I much more enjoy the other book we're going to talk about shortly, the mm-hmm. type of conflict in that versus type of conflict in this. All right. We'll expand on that. Go for it. So... The main conflict in, in Simon, Simon versus Homo sapien agenda is that, um, which is going to be a movie soon, by the way, and it's it's um, been the name has been changed to Love Simon. I assumed that Dear Evan Hansen was based on this book. No, and, the, and then was. you told me there's no gay characters in Dear no. Evan Hansen. In one I was of the shocked. Songs, they go out of their way to talk about they're not gay. I was shocked. I'm oh, sorry to disappoint you. Um, so in Simon versus the Homo sapien agenda. He already knows that he's gay. Yep. He's already sorted that out. Yep. But now he's figuring out how to tell his friends, how to tell his family, and kind of like how to make a move on someone. Mm-hmm. And how to take these things that he's mainly dealt with on his own and move them into the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And I find that more interesting. I find the whole like introspective thing of Arsenal and Dante, especially because he doesn't even realize he's gay until his parents are like, you might be gay, honey. Yeah. Like, there's so much of the book... Where, like, there's these little weird tension moments. And mm-hmm. I guess that's more realistic, maybe. Probably. Um, that's how it was in real life, especially... Back then. Back then. But even nowadays, like, there's a lot of places that still you're not really safe coming out, depending on what your family situation is, what your school situation is, whatever. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's more realistic, but this is what I was going to say. There's enough, like, anxiety and worrying in my head enough of the time... Yeah. ...that I don't need to read about some character doing that as well, to the extent that Aristotle... Simon oh, does did. does a fair share of worrying too. He's I, quite anxious. I think the tone I liked better. It was very. Simon. It's very light. It's very it's light, but it was like it, it hurt physically. Some of the things, like the stuff that he was going through in Simon. In Simon, yeah. And I didn't feel that. I didn't I kept, feel connected to Ari, and I felt connected to Simon. I kept waiting for him to get the shit beat out of him by some bully, but he never gets bullied that badly in Simon. What? Are you serious? What? And he doesn't get physically abused. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he, he gets teased all the time at school. Yeah. Like, people are really mean to him at school. I was waiting for the, the beatdown, though. That tells us something lovely about our culture. When every time you read a gay story, you're waiting for the gay bashing. I was just worried about it. Um, but, yeah, I guess I liked that it wasn't that story. It uh-huh. wasn't he comes out and gets bashed. Right. Um... But I just really liked it. it. Just felt like a really real story to me. It felt mm-hmm. like I really felt everything that he was feeling. I had a lot of empathy for him. Mm-hmm. It like hit me hard in the heart. And I do like epistolary kind of things yeah. generally. I have a little bit of a weakness for them when they're done properly. This one was emails flipped back and right, forth. Sorry, if you don't know, this one was emails. Um, so the plot is Simon is emailing with someone, anonymous someone. Mm-hmm. Um, emailing back and forth about relating about being gay and not being able to come out to their families and not knowing how to do that. And then he finds out that the person he's emailing with goes to his school. So this is kind of identity mm-hmm. conflict and a little bit of a mystery. And I thought it did a decent job of presenting different options. And you kind of figured out who it was by the end, you thought. But every yeah. time, like every other chapter, you're like, well, maybe it's this other person instead. You were able to rule people out and then it narrowed it down. Yeah. Um, but I liked who he ended up with. Mm-hmm. And I liked that more of the conflict was a bit later on in the evolution of his, like, sexual awakening. Mm-hmm. Like, it, was, it wasn't, it was like, 
oh, there's my best friend I want to be all around all the time and I have confusing feelings for. Mm-hmm. It was like he already knew he was gay and he was trying to sort out how to deal with this relationship with this person, how to deal with his family. And I don't know. I just really like the narrative arc and the, the, the tone much better. This is what I thought Aristotle and Dante was going to be more like mm-hmm. and was disappointed and then picked up Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda just from the library and like just from a couple recommendations I saw mm-hmm. and loved that one. So I don't know, once again, I don't know if it's because it was less hyped mm-hmm. and I just kind of picked it up not having as much of an idea of what it was about. But I much more enjoyed that one. And I know you thought that one was a little bit more juvenile or... Well, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's a high school, it's definitely a high school novel, which I can enjoy to some extent. But you were complaining about the other book being wrapped up or having, you know, a big big hit of action in the last couple pages, but everything in the Simon book gets tied up very, very neatly in the final chapter. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which is fine. But I just felt like the like the family stuff seemed more genuine and less forced to me in Simon. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because it was like a little bit of a lighter tone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just really enjoyed reading Simon and I like, I had to finish it and see what happened. Oh, it's a very quick, addicting read. It's very addicting for sure. Highly addicting scale on book digits. Book digits, B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S.com. Yeah, we're forgetting all our things. Here's your sponsorship. The children love or sometimes hate the books. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about the two books? What was your main difference between them? Um, I mean, the reason you hate Aristotle and Dante is that it's the more literary of the two. Yeah. It's just, let's cut through yeah. all the other stuff. Cut through the BS. And yeah. yeah. It was too literary for me. I didn't yeah. feel it. It was too much focused on like the pretty words and the introspective mm, um, male poetic. point of view and less on, I don't know, me enjoying it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, entertainment value versus literary. And which one's becoming a movie? Both? Uh... No, Simon. Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. They've already filmed it. And the I really pleased with it. think that would be better as a TV show. Actually, probably. Hmm. But what's the difference between TV and movies nowadays? It's true. Everything's blended. Yeah. So you want to use that to segue into movies? Oh, look at that. That was well done. That was smooth. We're getting the whole thing yeah. in this podcast thing. So these are. We're going to talk about plain movies because there's nothing (laughs) that people that podcast people rush to podcast to find out what movies are free on your flight. People watched on the flight from years ago, years gone by. (laughs) We want fresh, hot takes about really old movies (laughs) that you can get free on long haul flights. We've hit you with Austin Powers. Yeah. Well, this is meant to be the versus episode. That's why I did it this way. Right. Um. So, we had a rough flight coming back from Australia to the U.S. Yeah. I was in a rough emotional place leaving all my friends in Australia. Hello, mm-hmm. I love you, and I miss you if you're listening. Um, so, did not, not sleep. What? <laughs> you're so mean. Um, hardly slept, because the time change is terrible coming back to this time zone. Yeah. Like, you leave Australia at, like, 11 in the morning, and then you're meant to sleep a whole night through. Mm-hmm. Night's length through. Um... Watched a whole lot of Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Also watched up. X-Men and Logan. Original X-Men. Yeah. Whose idea was this? Was it mine? I wanted to watch Logan and you said we should watch X-Men Yeah, you first. had never seen any of the X-Men movies. I've never seen any of the X-Men movies. Yeah. And I assumed you would just fall in love with them like you did with Star Trek. You would just be nope. like, oh my god, I love this universe. Did I love happen. the characters. Did not happen. So once again, hmm. it's X-Men 
Yeah. You were like original X, was it just called X-Men? Yeah. X-Men versus Logan. So the first in the series and yeah. the most recent least, in the series. Least, yeah. And as of now, the last. Yeah. Um, so once again, I liked one and you liked the other, essentially. Yeah. If we had to pick which one we liked better, we were on opposite ends Correct. of the spectrum here. Um, I usually like a good like boarding school, learning yeah. about your powers kind of thing. It's didn't great. Didn't work for me. Uh, Fly Away Home Girl. In a pack one. Didn't work for me. I, yeah. I felt no empathy for her at all. Hmm. At all. I did not cheat for her. But, yeah, it's just, you get so many and origin like stories. It's so good. With, like, the eyes that's in other movies, too. He's in, like, Coyote Ugly. Hmm. He's not in Coyote Ugly. Which guy? Who's the guy with the eyes? The mean one that has laser shoot out of his eyes. Oh, the bad guy in that no, one? No, no, no. The good guy that's dating the guy that x mans in love with. <laughs> Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine wants to go with that girl who's already dating the other guy. Uh, Halle Berry? No! The guy with the, that shoots the lasers out of his eyes. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. That actor. Uh huh. Um, doesn't do it for me either. The acting was, was subpar. Well, yeah, it's an older movie by this point, but it's an origin story movie. You learn about each of the characters, you see them getting their powers. Don't care. They come together as a team. They didn't care. Wow. It did not do it for me. And once again, I was right about myself, my own tastes. Because mm-hmm. every time I see X-Men and see one of the new movies come out, I'm like, oh, that seems like it would take some of my boxes. Mm-hmm. But something is just not coming together for me. Yeah. And that's how I felt watching the movie. I was like, it should like kind of broody, origin story, angsty character. Mm-hmm. And like, you know people with superpowers learning with their powers and like yeah. school and like Ian McKellen and Patrick yeah. Stewart didn't do it for me. I don't really Something like the, didn't come I don't together. really like the letter X, which is always rubbing me off about <laughs> X-Men in general. <laughs> Just the letter. Yeah. Okay. Um, Logan was terrible. I liked Logan. That poor black family. I cannot get that, over okay, that. No, I was I was thinking before. I was God, like, okay, what am I even going to say in the podcast? Slaughtered. And that would pop in, that's what popped into my head is like the worst part of that. Like I wish they had left out that whole part where he oh fights himself and the family dies and stuff. Huh. That was unnecessary and so gratuitous. And like the poor black people in every sort of horror, any type of movie, just get just get murdered. Yeah. That was the worst, though, because they were so nice to him, and he knew that they should leave, and Patrick Stewart Could have just gone to a Motel 6. Good lord. Um, I liked the girl. She was really impressive. I was gonna say, you loved Logan because there was a little girl speaking a different language. And she kicked ass! Yeah, by the end. She was a little bit annoying for half the movie. A little bit annoying. She, like, was raised in a lab, (sighs) and had no family. And yeah, you're on a, you're on a fun understand. road trip with cool guys. Relax. Not a fun road trip. People were trying to kill them. <sighs> and nobody would let her steal any Pringles. Or sunglasses. No, she had to get to keep the sunglasses. <laughs> um, but that wasn't like the, my best movie of the year. Yeah. And I think it definitely lacked some of the emotional punch of the stuff with Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman because I hadn't seen the six other prequels. Yeah. But... I was more interested in that story about, like, the hospital and the kids mm-hmm. and, like, obviously it was his daughter. Come on. Yeah. But, um, I don't think I need to say a spoiler. That was, like, a year no. ago. But, um, I just like the emotional journey of that one a little bit better. I thought there was a little bit, it was a little bit more minimalist. Mm-hmm. And I liked that, I think. Hmm. The acting, obviously, the special effects and acting were better because it's it's more recent, sure. so I can't judge it too hard on that. Remember, you can but, watch it in black and white. People say it's a whole different experience in black and white. Are you fucking serious? Some theaters started screening it in black and white. Stop it. Yeah. No. Um, anyway, so I liked Logan much better. Ugh. And you, like, could not stand one second of Logan. <sighs> you were, yeah, over it's it. A, it's, like a, it's like a B-roll. It's like a road trip movie. 
Like, it should be a special feature on one of the X-Men movies, a Wolverine movie. I mean, it was definitely too long. Oh, like, yeah. I forgot how so long it was. Long. And I mean, that's part of the reason we watched both things. We're like, fucking mine as well. We've got a 16-hour yep. flight to get through. Yep. But too long. Definitely too long. I know movies, movies these days are longer in general, but a lot of those scenes in the middle could have gotten cut out or shortened. Yeah. And the ending was so long. It's like, is he dead? That is fight, he not dead? Is he Lord. dead? No, the kids are back. No, the kids are gone. They're safe. No, they're not. Oh, gosh. And I, I think I said this to you while we were watching it. I hate when someone has to fight the evil version of themselves. Yeah, I was over that. Like, I know it's fun to, like, do the CGI and have and it. It made sense in terms of, um, like, the cloning and the yeah. ge- genetic manipulation and whatever. But yeah, but, I just don't get a kick out of that. Yeah. So, here's our hot oh. take on two old movies that we watched on a tiny screen on a plane. <laughs> the, the movie that, Wait, that should become a segment. Okay. The movie... We don't travel enough anymore. We'll see. The movie that I made the biggest mistake of watching on the plane, we yeah. both did. What did we watch? Mad Max, Furiosa Road or whatever. <laughs> that The only thing that movie had Fury. going for it was the special effects on a big screen and we watched it on like a six by six yeah, no, screen. That was a plane. terrible choice. That was a bad choice. I'd never seen it and it's like free, quote unquote, on a plane. Right. But that was a bad choice to watch. We definitely did not get the full effect. Though. No. So uh, okay. Let's wrap this up. I only really have one upcoming thing. I have a couple things, but they're pretty quick. Two words for you. Go. Jonathan Green. Turtle AK John Green. We're not going. Your doppelganger wears your glasses. You look exactly like I him. I don't look like him anymore. A little bit. No. If you put your glasses on. No. You just got to talk about FIFA a lot. <laughs> um, we're, we didn't get tickets for the tour. It sold out. We can't go see him in Minneapolis. What? He sold out a tour? Sold out. So the book's coming out. I am disconnected like from. This week. So. Uh, yeah, I'm disconnected a little bit, but I haven't heard a ton of buzz. I'm yeah. guessing it's because the publisher's like. Uh, it has John Green's name on the front. We don't have to do anything else for yeah. it, really. He's already sold out a tour, and it was hardly advertised. Yeah. And, like, he's been doing most of his own advertising. Like, the most I've seen it is him tweeting about it. Yeah. Um, I read, you know, I, I went we, to the Amazon page. I read the synopsis. Gibberish, yeah. It's gibberish. <laughs> um, he's like... It's like they're friends, and they didn't expect to be investigating someone with a lot of money, but they are, and that they're going to be friends. Yeah. That sounds like if he's too famous, the editor didn't fix shit. Yeah. Did you ever read Paper Towns? It's on the no. bookshelf over there. It's no. Weird. I saw the commercial the preview on television, I was like, what's this rape horror movie? <laughs> and then you're like, oh, that's Paper Towns. And I was like... With Cara Delevingne's eyebrows. Because I remember you watching Paper Towns either on, on a plane, plane or yeah, on a plane. <laughs> and I was like, wow, they're in this gas station scene for like a good <laughs> a good 70 minutes. Every time I look over to Heather's screen, they're in a gas station. And there's Orlando, and then there's Black Santa's. Orlando the city? Yeah. Oh, and Black Santa the city? No. I'm so confused. The collectibles. Um, you can read that sometime if you want it. John Green, wow. in my opinion, is like one for four with the books I've read of his. <laughs> Um, meaning that The Fault in Our Stars was emotional and beautiful, and the rest of his books have been kind of shit. Yeah, no, I think he's he's um, up, he's going to lose, no matter what, on this one. Yeah, because Fault in Our Stars was ridiculously over the top. And, like, that's one of the few books, like, young adult-type books that's lived up to the hype for me. Yeah. Like, because a lot of people were talking about it by the time I finished it, yeah. and I still, like, ugly cried at work finishing that book, so... I think, just based on that terrible synopsis, though, I think he did something smart here, and it doesn't sound like there's much of a love story component, because yeah. you know people are going to be like, that's not as good as Hazel and... 
and and Cancer Boy, Augustus, Augustus, I think, Augustus and Hazel. Okay. Um. So yeah, I think he's going just a friendship route, which is probably safe. Is it though, John Green? How about how about a homosexual relationship, John Green? Wouldn't hurt you. So. I'll still read it. Have we requested it at the library yet? I'm sure there's going to be a long I'm, way. Yeah. I'm sure they got a few copies. All right. Rapid um, fire. Lightning round. Heather's up. Okay. Stuff. Book of Dust. Coming out real shortly, too. Philip Pullman. Still alive? Or is this still a ghost alive. writer? Still alive. Okay. Ghost writer. That was a good one. I don't get like it. he's dead. And there's yeah. a ghost writing. But that's not what ghost writer oh, means. Oh, God. Yeah. You missed your own pun there. Okay. This one is doing me in. Um, it's terrible. That's why. Um... So, that's coming out really shortly. That's another one I haven't heard a lot of buzz for. No. Um, but I'm excited to read it. Everyone, like, everyone online in, like, threads and stuff about books goes, talks about how much they love The Golden Compass. But I can't think of one person I've bumped into in the real world who's ever said anything to me about The Golden Compass, other than my beautiful wife. Yeah. It's it was... just not the type of book, I know nothing surpasses Harry Potter, but... Sometimes it gets grouped into that same kind of phenomenon. It's not. But I've never heard anybody go, oh my god, I don't Tamara Pierce is the same way. People don't yeah. rave about it, but then when you say it to someone, they're like, oh my god, I love those books too. Like, yeah. everybody read them. They were like the cool, like, medieval fantasy kind of books to read when like, I was in middle school. Yeah. But nobody, like, brings it up as their favorite book, but like, Weird. like, last time I was at work, I talked, and people were like, oh yeah, that book, oh yeah, that book. Like, people know about the books, but it didn't get, <sighs> like, that type of over-the-top Harry Potter, like, book release kind of shit. But... Golden Compass, the Golden Compass series has a special place in my heart. That was probably the first book series that I really fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I read the first one in fifth grade, which was way too young. Do not let your 10-year-old no. read that book. Um, but a lot of the religious and st- kind of stuff went over my head at that age, for sure. But um, it was very, like, formative for me. Like, it's it's one of the my favorite book series mm-hmm. of all time. And, um, it, yeah, it was the first one. It was before I read Harry Potter. It was before I read the Tamara Pierce ones. Like, it was really the first one that I remember really latching on to and really having a lot of emotions about the characters and how it finishes. And, and um, what is this new book? A So it's a prequel. So it's in the same world, but it does not have Lyra and Will and Pan and, and Yorick and okay. all those. So it's a prequel, but in the same world. Okay. But they jump between worlds in the Golden Compass series. It's in Lyra's world, I believe. Okay. But I'm, I don't know. We visited Oxford. We've seen it. We did. We've been to the bench. Okay. Um, Next. So that's coming out soon. Um, one of my favorite, like, artists, like, indie artists mm-hmm. that I followed, first on Tumblr, now I follow her on Instagram. Or um, sorry, no, artist, paint. artist, like, okay. painting artist. She was from Australia. Fine arts. She's the one that had the, that whale print that I yeah, really wanted. Yeah, it and got sold get. out before and, I bought it yeah. for you, yeah. And same thing happened with the sheets, and the really cool whale print for the sheets, and I didn't yeah. buy them because I didn't What's know what size What's up with people being popular and getting things know, sold out? but she has a children's book coming out. Hmm. And she's a really cool illustrator. Um, it's Fuzzy Little Peach. If you want to follow her on Instagram, she's pretty cute on Instagram. She's like an Asian Australian and she has a lot of good Instagram stories and stuff. But she's a really cool, unique like illustration style. And she's coming out with her first children's book. It's called Zoom. And you can pre-order it soon. Um, it's pretty neat looking. Um, and I definitely want to get a copy. So. You don't have to go to a comic book store to get it? No. Okay. I don't think so. You can just order it on her website. Um, I think we talked about this before, but did you see the movie trailer for a Hey Arnold movie? No. That just came out. So we got to figure out because that's <gasps> That was the other one that we thought was on Hulu. It's on Hulu. So that might need to be, we might need to have a Hey Arnold's Boy Meets World, like early 90s binge. Nice. Sometimes. Um, 
Did you see the trailer for Pacific Rim? Did you ever see Pacific Rim, the first one? Uh, a lot of those movies blend together for me. Yeah, so I saw that. Is this the one where they were both sitting in things? Yes, the um, Jaeger pilots. And they yeah. like connect with their brains and you have to like be on the same wavelength. I think I just watched you watch giant it. Giant robots yeah. fighting like I Japanese I just watched you um, watch it. kanji things. Kanji, that's the language. What do they call them? The big evil monsters. Anyway. Okay. Um, Pacific Rim Uprising. I was not sold on it, and then my boy John Boyega walked out. Oh, I might have to see it just for him. Um, Why was he available? So, I mean, it's a big-time movie. Hmm. So, it looks ridiculous. It's just Transformers, but, like, slightly more Japanese or something. Okay. Um, I'm a bit conflicted about it. I've seen a lot of people flipping their shit over it, uh-huh. about how amazing it's going to be and everything. I've seen a lot, and I just kind of feel a bit meh about it but that's how I felt about the first movie too people raved about it mm. and I just kind of felt like it was fine like there were definitely some really good moments but overall I just it wasn't my favorite movie of all time mm-hmm. um so eh we'll see we gotta get back to the theater babe we haven't been to the theater I know we need to go see a movie we need to find a theater around here mm. um last one J.J. Mm. Abrams yeah. We were just talking about him earlier because we accidentally watched Star Trek and Star Trek Into Darkness. I accidentally turned it on. <laughs> yeah, you it's watched your fault. them. Yeah. You turned them on and then you had to uh, know that I was going to want to watch them. Yeah. Um, I know there's a lot of things wrong with them, but they are enjoyable to watch. Like I, in, I have watched them a lot of times mm-hmm. and I can blame Elizabeth for that because I never thought I'd like them and she made me watch them one time when she was sick and she was visiting. Anyway... Um, now we're not he's, only shouting out to people, we're describing just specific dragging them. Um, He's definitely another, like, problematic kind of person, mm-hmm. where I see issues with J.J. Abrams... As a director. As a director. However, I still enjoy his movies. But, you, you know that... <laughs> plane movies! That's gonna be the topic of this week. You know, I was watching that weird um, anime kind of movie on the plane... One of the plane trips? Not really. Been back no. from Bali. Hmm. Um, just dropping that in there. Yeah. Um, it was like a. It was in Japanese. Yeah. Anyway, it's called Your Name, and I watched it because I've heard people talking about it and figured I wasn't gonna be able to track it down elsewhere. So I watched yeah. it on the plane, and it was pretty good. It was really like kind of incomprehensible for parts of it. But <laughs> Did you have subtitles? Oh yeah, I didn't mean language wise. <laughs> just there's a lot of you would have hated it because it was like overlapping timelines kind of thing. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. But J.J. Abrams is making some American version of it, which I'm sure is going to be terrible. Huh. Terrible. Any sort of, like, American version. Like, all, all the comments I saw were like, oh, is it just going to be, like, lens flare and two people staring at each other? Because uh-huh. he loves, like, the lens flare effect mm. on... And he loves, like, the two profiles. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of close-ups in the Star Trek movies. Especially the second one. Just, like, one on each side of the screen. Like, half of their face yeah. like, facing each other on the like, screen. I was just thinking, like... Yeah. Like, separate from this being a whole fantasy world, like, if people actually did that in real life, like, we're centimeters away from each other, staring into each other's eyes, like, you could not sustain that for a 20-minute yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, so, that's probably going to be a disaster. The movie definitely had its charms. It was worth watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I got it entirely, but I oh. was watching it on the 6 by 6 in mm. screen on a plane. Um, but I do not have very much confidence in J.J. Abrams adapting it okay. to American, uh, American cinema. So, we'll see. All right. The good news is, is that I've been reading more books that Heather's told me to, and I've hated <laughs> most of them. So, we'll have 
plenty of good fodder. The, the best thing is, up. like, these were the ones that I picked out of all of them. Handpicked. That like, there's a chance. Would, that would have been a chance that you liked. Yeah, oh, God, they're uh, terrible. So, we've got some good stuff coming up for you the next couple weeks, and we will actually be back weekly, hopefully, from mm-hmm. now on, uh, and hopefully with better wine choices than this one. So, <laughs> yeah, terrible. Um, so, we will see you guys next week. This is possibly our longest podcast yet, so if you made it to the Weird. end, congratulations. And fantasy baseball is over, so... Yeah. We got two hours coming up instead! No! Recap. So, um, thank you for listening thus far, and uh, we'll see you next week. Okay, Godspeed. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.